Good day, everyone. You're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 63. Run, virtual, run! I'm your host, Alex, and today I have the honor to have Griffin as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, Alex? I'm doing good. Uh, I know that uh, title of that episode sounded really cheesy. It's a reference to Forrest <laughs> Gump. For anybody who might have caught it, if you didn't, then I am not good at giving out references. But yes, I'm doing good, and hopefully you're doing good, and... I've seen your hobby. I'm excited to talk about it. I've, I don't know where to start, but you know, actually, no, no, no. I know where to start. We'll start with Griffin. Who is Griffin? <laughs> well, um, I live in Denver, Colorado. I'm a longtime runner. So, uh, you know, all throughout high school and part of college, I ran competitively and then kept it up as kind of a, a hobby and weight management thing after. And yeah, I've been out running for probably 25 years now. And, uh, have you know really kind of relied on it as a way to bide the time, stay in shape, and uh, just get out and enjoy the outdoors when I can. And your hobby of today, well, not just today, but your hobby is related to running. So what is your hobby? So my hobby is taping virtual running treadmill videos. So what I do is if I go for a run on a trail or path or somewhere like that, I will take a camera and record a bird's eye first person view of what I see when I'm out running and then create a video file from that. And the intent is I can go on YouTube or somewhere like that. And if you're like me, uh, sometimes during the winter months or because of your uh, work uh, schedule, you may end up having to run on a treadmill, maybe at a gym or you're lucky enough to own one at home, then uh, maybe you do your, your runs or walks there. So uh, the finished product is what it's all about. It's a way that as you're on the treadmill, you can watch this virtual running video and it makes the time go by so much quicker, makes it more enjoyable to be on the treadmill. And depending on how in tune you are with the video, it can make you feel like you're, you're really somewhere else instead of slogging away on a treadmill in a gym or in your basement. And it really just kind of adds pleasure to what is generally an extremely boring activity of running on uh, some sort of cardio machine. No, no, I, I saw some of your videos and it's very mesmerizing. It's very like it's a good meditation video. It sounds weird saying that, but yeah. I'm just watching. I'm like, OK, where's he going? Where's he going? OK, he's going that way. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm, I'm bobbing my head. At one point, I was like bobbing my head as if I was running. I'm like, no, wait, I'm not running. <laughs> I'm just watching a video. And I actually thought like, oh, he's going to cut the video and go to the next part. But you just filmed the whole thing, which is cool. I do. Yep. So before we get too deep into that, do you have any social media links or websites or anything you'd like to share? It's one of those I'm still kind of building for the time being. Uh, you're, you're joking about cheesy names. I mean, the, the name for my channel on YouTube is pretty cheesy, but it's just simply Love the Treadmill. So if you look for the YouTube channel, Love the Treadmill, you'll find what limited videos have actually gotten up on there so far. And uh, you can reach me by email at lovethetreadmill at gmail.com, which I just launched in preparation for this <laughs> podcast. So uh, yeah, if you have any ideas on places you'd like to see me go, especially if it's in and around Denver, uh, just shoot me an email and I'm happy to take suggestions and constructive feedback and go run wherever you might send me. That's perfect. I'll put all that information below. And it's not a cheesy name. It's pretty direct. Like when people look at that name, like, okay, love treadmill. That's what it is. Me, it's time for your well, hobby. It's one of those where, 
one day my yeah my wife was goofing around on my phone and pulled something up and she's like what's love the treadmill i was like well that's where i put my my running videos and she said that's why couldn't you come up with something like tread thrill or something like that so you know it might get changed to tread thrill in the future so um i'll keep you posted if that happens well in that case if it does change you know just let me know and i'll change it in the description so people will know but it's a good way to keep your title simple because people will see it and be like okay that's what he's doing that's what i want so that's yeah. I'm all about simplicity. <laughs> yes. So they, see, we're sharing a lot in common. That's uh, that's why I have you here. We're very simple people. Not simple-minded, but simple people. <laughs> exactly. So how did you get introducing to filming virtual running videos? Well, you know, I, I just like you. You were mentioning being simple people. My life is dedicated to finding shortcuts. People call them life hacks or whatever. I just simply like to think of shortcuts and motivation or time or getting things done efficiently. That's been my whole life. And especially when it comes to working out, I'd like to find ways to maximize my time, especially now that I've got uh, you know, a career. I work as an attorney for my day job or a family. I've got a, you know, a, a two and a four year old at home. So my time to really get out and work out is very limited. So I have to find a way to, to maximize both the um, efficiency and enjoyment of my workouts. So I'm stuck on a treadmill. And given that I was stuck on the treadmill, uh, over time, I just developed lots of strategies to cope with uh, the seeming boredom of that and chunk up my run. And it was probably five years ago when GoPros were really starting to become popular. And I'm not sure how I got this idea, but I thought, huh, it might be cool to get a GoPro and just kind of like film myself running. Uh, so asked for a GoPro for Christmas, got one and just started goofing around with, uh, with this hobby. That's pretty awesome. I, a stupid question just popped up in my head. Um, you know how they have videos online where they put GoPros or little cams on their people's dogs or their children? So I do. <laughs> have you ever done that for your children? Just put like a GoPro on them and just let them run around in the park and see yeah. their adventure? The thought has crossed my <laughs> mind. It's uh, <laughs> the the problem is I I never carry the headband or chest strap that go with it anywhere I go. So yeah, I guess now that I have a waterproof one, I could just hand it to them and let them run around. That might be more entertaining. <laughs> well, hey, well, if you do that, that'd be pretty entertaining to watch. Just seeing yeah. what goes through a child's mind when they're running around. Well, they, luckily they don't have the mind reading feature attached to the GoPro yet. Oh, good. So that's probably good. <laughs> just bouncing <laughs> off the wall with all ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so speaking about GoPro, you kind of touched the topic a little bit. What kind of equipment do you bring along with you? So you mentioned the GoPro and a headband. Is there anything else? So right now I run with a GoPro Hero 7 Black, which is kind of the most recent version, but it's the non-360 version. And I also carry a gimbal. Uh, for those of you who don't know, a gimbal is just simply you put a camera on it and it's gyroscopic. So regardless of where and how you move or your hand moves, it keeps some semblance of um, being level with respect to the camera so that as I'm running, the video isn't choppy. You don't see it bouncing up and down and all around. Instead, it just kind of comes close to having a, a smooth uh, picture that's generated by the by the recording. Now, um, I don't know if this exists, but does it exist where you can get, like, say, a chest strap and then get a gimbal attached to the chest strap so you don't have to hold the GoPro and it still stays stable? I think I have seen that, uh, not with the GoPro, but more in industrial filming types of uh, setups. So 
I think it's one we could have in the future. I, I've definitely seen people with gimbals like the, the GoPro branded one just throw it in some sort of chest pocket to go skiing, for example. Uh, but I've never really kind of thought of applying that in the running context, mainly because what I have found, too, from previous experimentation is the closer to your body, especially your head or your chest, you have this, the more there's a lot of sound that just gets picked up when your feet hit the ground that is transmitted through your skeleton, your skull, your chest. So part of my fear is the audio might just add a thump, thump, thump that you wouldn't necessarily want to listen to for 30 minutes uh, while, while you're watching this on a treadmill. No, that does, that does make sense. And also your arm is somewhat kind of like a natural gimbal. And while you're holding a gimbal, so you can kind of like adjust the impact. So it reduces the bouncing. Because exactly. I didn't notice any bouncing sound when I listened to your videos. Well, there's a lot into that. The GoPro itself has image stabilization, which takes some of that out. And the a lot of the video editing software too now has an additional layer of image stabilization. So um, you, you can kind of see it in the whopping three videos <laughs> I have up now where the first one had a lot of extraneous motion and the most recent one, a lot of that is out because of just simply using image stabilization and video editing. I have a few more that I haven't put up yet. I still got to go in and edit them, but it's on. It's with the, the combination of the GoPro and the gimbal and the image stabilization. So I kind of hit it from three ways. So those are going to be just butter smooth. It's going to be great to watch. And when it comes to the actual video editing process, what is your process? Well, I'm, I'm not exactly a genius when it comes to video editing, so uh, that's kind of why I have a backlog of uh, videos I've recorded that I have to go in and edit. Uh, <laughs> but really, it's just simply um, waiting until my wife goes to sleep so I can get her MacBook and open <laughs> iMovie and get it edited on there. And uh, it's uh, just getting it set up to run overnight and uh, you know process all these videos and then uh, getting them combined because the GoPro kind of chops up. It, ha it has a max file size. So usually every 10 minutes, it generates a new video file. So you end up with one for every 10 minutes that you then have to lace together seamlessly and then get those uploaded, uploaded as one big chunk video. Okay, so yeah, so it's quite a process. Speaking of which, how long does it usually take you to edit uh, one video? The, the videos go on for quite a while, so how long does it usually take you? Um, I'd say probably two hours for every 30 minutes of content I produce. It's a long process. I completely understand. And I'm exactly there with you when it comes to editing. But it's it's rewarding when you d you finish it. Exactly. Now, you mentioned the 3D, 360 uh, GoPro or multiple cameras. Is that something that you've mm -hmm. considered to do later on? I think it would be awesome to do. The challenge is... Um, I, don't, I don't think you've ever tried this, but have you ever run on a treadmill blindfolded? No, I have not. And I can feel like the sense <laughs> of like your balance is just thrown off. Yeah, you could imagine it would be a disaster. So I think it would be even worse if you combine not only not being able to see what you're on, but also just having a virtual world around your eyes. Uh, so I think it'd be awesome to see, but it would be virtually impossible to run on a treadmill unless you're just like ninja warrior and have <laughs> impeccable balance. You need like one of those harnesses just strapped to you in case you fall. 
you know, I thought about it when I looked at that is uh, maybe they could just have kind of a, a hamster ball type of treadmill where you can move in any direction and there's no chance of falling. So uh, if any of you are inclined to try to invent that as a hobby and come on Alex's podcast, do so. And we can combine that and try a 360 video. And also get in contact with Griffin. Of course, he's going to help you make yeah. the quality video. Like <laughs> this is his hobby and he's learning a lot more about it. So you guys can partner up, make a friendship, make yeah. a business. I'm just the middleman who makes the connections. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you said you had a lot of these videos in your backlog, in your bank. How often do you create these videos? I'd say I, I try every month or two to get one put in. I've kind of been on hiatus for the summer just because I have a, a recurring running injury that's flared up and it's starting to get better now. So um, beyond that, just the heat and everything like that, it makes it kind of miserable to do longer videos. Plus, uh, a lot of the places I like to film get extremely popular in Colorado in the summer and are full of crowds. So <laughs> it's better when you can kind of have the trail to yourself than it is when you're constantly dodging people and dogs and everything like that. So uh, as we get into the fall here, I anticipate generating some some great content and getting to some places I've been wanting to go. So you're telling me that when you do your videos, you try to find areas where it's not that populated so people can enjoy the more nature perspective. Yeah, it kind of depends. If it's like a, a trail in the woods, yeah, I prefer it to be less populated. If it's more of an urban running path, I don't really mind. I think the biggest thing is just kind of not having it be so crowded that it impedes your run or makes you have to have quick jerky movements to get around people because that that translates poorly onto the actual finished product itself because uh, kind of the bigger the screen you watch as you view these things the the more your body tends to subconsciously react to jerks in the video uh, so i was doing one last night where i was running and watching something that somebody else had recorded and they made a tight turn and i found myself <laughs> and grab the bars on the treadmill and keep myself from falling over so you don't want to um, make yeah. that tight turn exactly <laughs> so uh has it ever happened that uh while in your run let's say you're 45 minutes in and god forbid that you fall or trip or something that happens what do you do that with that video do you keep it or do you try to manage around it cut it what's your process with that Luckily, I've never fallen. It's more that uh, there, there's one where it was really muddy and I, I kind of slipped a couple times but didn't necessarily go down. So that was good. It's funny you say that, though. There's another channel that does these where the guy does actually fall on a snowy trail <laughs> in the middle of it. So you just see him go crash. And then I think you hear some mild cursing in the background. <laughs> and then he just gets up and keeps going. So I was like, props to him for not editing that out. Wait, this is not on purpose, though, right? No. Okay. Okay. I thought Unless he had a like whole channel. Evo or somebody, then yeah, it's <laughs> for half a second. I thought he had a full dedicated channel of him running and falling. Nope. It's probably the one instance he has in all his videos, and I just happened to be catching the the point where he did, and I got a good chuckle out of it. I'm sure many <laughs> other people did too. <laughs> Adding some humor to it always makes it more enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, you say you'd like to try out a lot of different paths. Are there any paths you prefer to run on? Let's say like specific terrains or areas or, or anywhere. I like ones that aren't very hilly. Ironically, the most recent one I did had a lot of hills. But uh, I think one of the challenges you get is trying to keep your breathing under control and not having to pump your arms too much. 
because uh, on occasion you'll see out of the left frame of the video, you'll see my hand come in as I'm pumping my arms running. So the flatter the path, I think the better. So if you don't have any steep hills, that's great. That's why I haven't gotten up, gotten up into the mountains to do many yet. But uh, one of these days I might be in good enough shape to do so. And then yeah, it, it, it's kind of counterintuitive. You think of a lot of great scenic places that would seem like they'd be good to go film in. But what I've found is you know, scenery doesn't necessarily help you to really disconnect on the run. Uh, I think if it's one of those where you never see very far ahead, but you have a lot of turns that aren't tight, but you see things you can kind of look forward to, that makes for a good video. Also, another one I've seen is that if you're in an actual road race itself, it makes for a good video too, because you're surrounded by people. It kind of gives you that added competitive element and you find yourself cheering on the cameraman too, like, oh, come on, pass this person. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> leave him in the dust. Or, ah, oh, how can you let that guy pass you? Come on, you, you got him earlier. So, uh, you know, there, there's several elements like that that come into play that you don't think of. So another thing I, I've seen is that some of you probably experience this where like if you um, look at the horizon, you might see mountains or something and they look really close to you. But when you take an actual picture, that seems really far off. So I think any camera kind of um, stretches the perspective of you have of, of objects in the distance. So when you do a very long, flat type of running surface, like a straight trail or a beach, it just makes the horizon seem that much further ahead and makes it seem like it's taking forever to make any progress and that everything's way off in the distance, even if it actually isn't in real life, uh, based on a first person human perspective. So I, th I think the the less open and the less straight the path, the better the video it creates. Kind of like, uh, I don't know if it's if it makes it look further or closer, but like mirrors in a car where they have that yep. little sign saying, oh, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I didn't I did not know that for uh, yeah. a video. So it actually makes you more immersed into the video and you appreciate the whole area. Do you uh, for your camera? Is it do you use a fisheye like for, for some of your videos? Because you only have three up now, but you have a lot more recorded. Are you planning to do a fisheye effect or no? No, I'm just going to kind of keep the traditional GoPro lens and see what happens. Now, I forgot to ask this at the beginning, but when you do your videos, have you ever done where you're running, running, and then you walk? Or is it con constant running or jogging? No, I'm I'm kind of a purist when it comes to running outside of the videos. I feel like I've robbed myself if I stop to walk. So I try <laughs> to do ones where I can continually run the, the whole time as well. So... That's also kind of why I never do any with streets where you have to stop at a light or wait to cross the street or anything like that. Yeah, you do not want to play Frogger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or maybe you do. It might be entertaining. So yeah, for the viewer, not, not for you. That... <laughs> <laughs> now, is there anywhere around the world that you would like to go make a virtual running video? I mean, there's great places in the world to do it. I mean, it, a few that come to mind is there's a couple Caribbean islands I've been to that I think would be great to film on just running on the roads there. One is uh, St. Kitts. Uh, if any of you have ever been to St. Kitts, there's kind of a, a nice hill there called Timothy Hill that has a great panoramic view of the sea around it. So I'd love to do one where I just run up from the, the town up on, you know, Timothy Hill and back down the other side of the beach. So I think that would be great. 
St. Martin, too, uh, would be a great one, especially because there's a some great towns along the road and also the uh, there's a, a beach there that has airplanes that fly over it and uh, uh, land at the airport right on the beach so I think it would be cool to kind of run by there and have perfect timing to come on it right as a like a 747 is coming in or something like that so uh, yeah th- 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 those are kind of top of the list for me. Well speaking about beaches and having the waterproof protection case of your GoPro have you ever considered doing let's say uh, snorkeling? style just for fun no but that's a good idea i think that could be cool it might not work out too well on a treadmill but it's just to have that effect of like oh you're swimming and just going on the adventure well they do have lap pools now so you know the ones with the current going so maybe that's you, you might have stumbled onto something there alex <laughs> <laughs> That'd be, yeah that would be cool like having like the screen in the lap to- pool and uh-huh. then just look at that we're thinking of ideas Hey, yeah. this is patent pending. Uh, guys, do not steal these ideas. These are ideas from Griffin and Alex. So just <laughs> no stealing today. Do you have anyone that inspires you to make these running virtual videos? It either could be a celebrity, someone in your family, or anybody at all. No, not really. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> terrible, but yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of channels out there that are doing them. And yeah, they put out some great content. So I think for me... Um, I view it as a hobby and a labor of love. So really it was started to produce content for myself, which sounds very selfish, but as I started it, thought I'd share it with the world. So, um, yeah, there, there, it's one of those where there's not a whole lot of people out there really doing this. Uh, you know, I guess if you could say what's inspiring me now in terms of ideas, you know, I look at the success of things like Peloton and what they've been able to do with just studio produced content And yeah, for the future, I think some of that would be great to do as well, you know, beyond just the basic video itself and the scenery. Also, you know, I I'm big into like motivation and inspiration and psychology and stuff like that. So I could see a lot of room to have somebody in the background just encouraging you. I wouldn't be too good at that, I don't think, because you don't want to listen to me panting during my run (laughs) going like, oh, yeah, you can do it. I know well, that's can. basically <laughs> that's basically me during this podcast. I'm just panting while the, my guests are talking. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, speaking about like encouragement and stuff like that, do you like to run with other people, or you just like to do this by yourself? For now, it's just by myself, mainly because I've kind of become a lone wolf in training. Uh, but yeah, you know, I could see in the future, you know, it'd be great to do this with other people too, uh, if uh, we could have a good banter going on on camera then yeah <laughs> so so maybe in the future if you'll have me again as a guest we'll we'll do a video as i run and then i can link the video <laughs> to, to your viewers so that'd be kind of cool like having a live podcast episode where you're doing your video and i'm recording you doing your video <laughs> yeah <laughs> the hobbies in action while being I'd recorded be, like, i love it i'd have to be good enough to run without like panting though <laughs> Although the great irony of that, I, I remember reading something about how um, the, the, the R&B singer Usher, when he was a kid, he used to train like his parents would have him run round and round a pool in their backyard while also singing. And that was designed to condition him for being able to go on stage and dance at a high level and also be able to sing without panting. Huh. I did not know that tidbit for everybody for the day so (laughs) so what you say what you're saying is that if i want to record a better podcast i should be running and interviewing people at the same time yeah 
<laughs> good, good. I, I don't know <laughs> if anybody would appreciate that. Just me running it down the street with a mic and just asking questions out of breath. Yeah, yeah. This is we're, we're coming with way too many good ideas today. <laughs> uh, speaking about running, which is the topic of today, did you ever injure yourself while making a video? Luckily, not yet. Uh, but well, not yet. I've, <laughs> I've almost injured myself watching them. <laughs> well, hopefully let's keep it like that, that yeah. you, not that you almost injure yourself watching them. No injury whatsoever. Knock on wood. Yeah, I'm knocking on all the wood around me. <laughs> not too loud because I don't want it to go into the mic, but still knocking it. Okay. What would you say is the best part about making running virtual videos? Enjoying the finished product at the end. It's always cool to hop on the treadmill once I've done a video and be like, yeah, this is cool. That was me. I remember that day. Uh, you know, th there's just certain memories and moments you capture during a run that are magical. And it's cool to be able to kind of go back and live that over and over. It's something you never really think of. But if you can capture it in a visual medium, that's cool. And, you know, this hasn't gone onto a video, but I also... Uh, you know, one of my best experiences in running is, you know, you're always kind of looking forward to the end to getting the run over with, depending on how hard it is. But I remember there's this one summer, probably 10 years ago, where, you know, I, I had some time off, I was studying for the bar exam, and I was taking a lot of time to just train a lot and get out and really put in a lot of miles. And it was kind of the last free summer I was going to have. And I'll never forget one day I was in the middle of the run. I was on this long stretch of road. The hot sun was beating down. And all of a sudden, I was just hit with this moment of euphoria and this realization. I was like, I'm always going to remember this exact moment for the rest of my life. And I can always think back and anchor to that and think about how cool that is. So really kind of what inspires me what I think would be great is, you know, to have one of those moments hit during one of these runs and have that visual representation that I can always go back and live as I watch it as well. That's pretty cool. I have like those moments when I listen to music and walking somewhere that mm -hmm. when I was living in France, I was listening to a song and every time I listen to it now, I remember that specifically oh, yeah. like I was walking to go somewhere. Do yep. you, so speaking of which, do you listen to music while you run or are you just... All nature sounds. If I'm filming, I, I won't listen to music just because it's too much to fumble with. If I'm on the treadmill itself, yeah, you better believe I have music <laughs> going. I'm, I'm trying to take myself out, you know, out of reality into autopilot as much as I can. So, uh, yeah, music helps. It, it's the it's the added boost. It's the caffeine to the video. So, yeah. And to, to your videos, do you add music in the videos or do you leave it just uh, sound? I know the answer, but I'm asking this for people who are curious. I just leave it ambient sound mainly because the music I'd love to add. Uh, yeah, I'd love to combine it with like Spotify playlists and stuff. But there's so many of the, the weird licensure and content and copyright rules with YouTube that I've never bothered to try to, to sync it up. But, you know, it, it is a good point. I might have like Spotify playlists in the future where I can say, hey, this is the suggested playlist to accompany this run. Yeah, we'll see though. And then now you're working with Spotify. There you go. Just making yeah. connections again. <laughs> and for you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started making virtual running videos? I'd say the biggest challenge was just learning the equipment. Uh, the first time I really went out, I'd gotten the GoPro for Christmas. And I was all excited and I just kind of strapped it to my head and went. 
and then was excited to get home and download my video and look at it. And what I got was the, the choppy, bouncy mess uh, <laughs> filled with me, just thuds of my feet hitting the pavement that sounded 10 times as loud as they actually are. And it was kind of a big letdown that I was like, okay, I get this expensive piece of equipment, but I'm still not quite there. So I think the biggest challenge has been one, just getting equipment up to the point where it can create a, a very good video. Uh, the other, like I mentioned earlier, is just finding the time to get all these edited. But it's, you know what's great about this whole process, this whole experience is that as you go on, you learn things like, oh, well, I did this wrong. Well, how can I improve it? Oh, I need this. And that's where you like got the gimbal. You're like, this is mm -hmm. going to help improve the quality. And it's a, it's a whole learning process. I'm still yeah. learning how to do podcasting to this day. I'm learning tricks here and there. <laughs> yeah, it's a never-ending process. There is no end. You're always improving. So that's also a cool thing about it, like you said. And, of course, every time you discover something new, it's like, oh, you're all surprised. Like, oh, cool, I'm going to go try this out. Like, be all yeah. excited. <laughs> I, I love that little magical little moment. Mm -hmm. uh, so what is your current biggest challenge today? I'd say just finding the time. Um, yeah, I kind of wasted my summer and a lot of the daylight hours I had. Uh, so, you know, for me, you know, a lot of the runs I'd like to do are probably 30 minutes to an hour drive away. So it's getting up, getting everything charging the night before, being intentional about that. Uh, then taking the time to, to get out the door, you know, drive to wherever I'm going and then getting set up once I get there, getting the video going and then finishing my run and then coming back home. And beyond that, I'm kind of, you know, limited capacity wise, a, a lot of the newer equipment, um, I'm really trying to up the quality game on my videos and film in 4K because it really makes a world of difference when you film in 4K and see that, especially on a big screen. It really feels like you are actually there. It's cool. Uh, but the problem is, you know, in terms of storage and capacity, you know, the GoPro kind of caps the, the video length you can do. And even if you have a higher memory SD card, your your battery life is very limited on the GoPro as well uh, when you're running in a, a high res uh, 4K type of recording mode. How long does it usually last for, uh, let's you, say, 4K? I, I think a, an hour right now. You have the option, I think, between the 30 frame per second and 60 frame per second. Um, so that, that may buy you an extra 10 minutes or so. Um, but yeah, yeah, I try to keep the higher frame rate too, because that takes the choppiness out. If, for example, you have to pan the camera or go around a curve or something like that. So smoother, the better. And it really translates well, the bigger the screen you have. Well, hopefully I'm doing my part by sharing your hobby. And if GoPro is listening, you never know. <laughs> they'll be like, oh, you know what? This is cool. Uh, maybe we'll make like some sort of like special equipment. that will make the process yeah. last better and make it more efficient for people like Griffin. Yeah, GoPro, make a bigger battery. <laughs> Not heavier, but <laughs> like, yeah. it's a backpack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just imagine running with a giant battery it, on your back. It's, it's like the Prius battery on your yeah, back. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, so 
Has making virtual running videos ever helped you relax when you're feeling stressed? So let's say you had a long day at work. Do you, when you do go for runs, do you say, I'm just going to go for a run? Or do you say, I'm going to go for a run and make a video at the same time? Well, this is kind of the nerdy part of it. You know, I'm, I'm big into like reading maps and studying them too. So um, the relaxing part isn't necessarily the recording itself. I'm an idea person. So the relaxing part is just being able to dive into a map and come up with great ideas for places to go try out a run that nobody's ever thought of before. And there's so many, you know, roads and trails and Jeep tracks and stuff like that up and around me that um, probably nobody has ever looked at it or found it and thought, hey, this would be a cool place to run. So I love just plotting out those ideas and then going up and testing it out before I film just to see um, if, it, if it's a, a cool environment. Your hobby reminds me a lot of uh, one of my guests from a previous episode. Uh, I can't remember which number it was, but it was about urbexing, which is basically hmm. venturing around and visiting abandoned places. Oh, yeah. So he just goes around and looks at like travels and sees abandoned places. But I can see you like you're saying the same idea, like going to places where people haven't been and just mm -hmm. taking everything in. So now sorry, that was like just me thinking, oh, cool. There's a connection between that. Yeah. I, I make these weird connections in my head. Although mine is more rural exp exploration. So it would be Rurex versus Urbex. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I like yeah. that. Hopefully you don't encounter like a moose or a bear or any mountain other wild lion mountain lions yeah cougar rattlesnake yeah we've got all those out here <laughs> <laughs> and on the flip side has making virtual running videos ever stressed you out i wouldn't say it stressed me out it, it's more I, i'm kind of a perfectionist so i tend to drag my feet on getting things edited or you know, dragging my feet in terms of the equipment. Like I, I just upgraded the GoPro a few months ago and I've only really taken it out twice, but that was one of those where it just took me months to really research it and track sales and figure out when was the best time to buy it and, you know, so on and so forth. So, um, you know, I'm a pretty low stress person, but, uh, I, I tend to let the, the time get away from me. So if there was a stress element, I'd say it would be, you know, that I'm so backlogged on ideas and editing that I'm like, man, if I had just been dedicated more then I could have <laughs> 20 times as much content up as, as I do right now. And speaking about being a perfectionist, which isn't a bad thing, I, I'm the same when it comes to editing this podcast. Do you have any big objectives with your virtual running videos? Oh, man, I, uh, with any hobby, you know, what I've found is I think it's human nature to think, oh, it'd be cool to get paid for this someday. So, you know, I'd love to monetize, uh, the, you know, running videos at some point. Um, you know, like I said, I have lots of ideas to do so. But I know having that goal will naturally make it devolve into an ego-driven thing that's no longer <laughs> fun. So I, for now, I'm just trying to go with it and have fun with it. And maybe in the future, I'll just start looking at other options like, say you have a, a local 5k going on um you know i could approach the race director and go to them and say hey i'm, I'm gonna hop into the middle of the pack and take a gopro video and it's something where you know i'd appreciate it if maybe you just kind of give everybody a little flyer after the fact in their bag or their um, um, their swag that they take from the race just saying hey if you enjoyed this race you can go catch it on youtube at, at such and such channel and then um 
you know, maybe in the future, they'll um, be able to do it as kind of a premium thing to supplement race photography, where maybe you can charge for a video download and maybe you, you share revenue with a race that way. So um, one of many ideas to monetize the thing. But like I said, it's a, I do want to keep it in the hobbyist phase for the time being. I, li I like that. I like that a lot. And for half a second, I was just imagining you running in the race. And just for another half second, I'm like, oh, what if he came out in the first place? Would he just slow down to go back into the pack? No, I think it would be a better idea to get like just super in shape and start at the absolute <laughs> back of the pack and just have the whole race, you're blowing people away and then you end up winning at the end anyway. That would be ridiculously <laughs> inspirational. <laughs> for anyone watching <laughs> halfway through you turn around so you're seeing the people running up to you so you're running backwards <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're kind of like kind of like a not a cool move to do but it's just it would be funny to see in the video <laughs> funny enough i used to train like running backwards too just as a funny thing and a balanced thing so maybe i'll do some videos trying that as well and then in a race i could mix that in you know what? I can't wait to see that. I would hope <laughs> that you're safe at running backwards, especially on your, the paths you go on with the turns and stuff like that. I'm not good going backwards. I hope you're a lot better than me. Well, I tell you, it's a lot easier than running on a treadmill with a VR headset. <laughs> you know what? I'll take your word for it. I haven't tried it. And after what you told me today, I'm definitely not going to try because I have no balance. I'm going to fall the moment I get on. So this might be a tough question because it's still very, very new, but I'm going to ask it anyways. What are some misconceptions about people who create virtual running videos? Uh, I think uh, a couple of them. One is that the people doing it are like elite runners who are awesome. And the answer is no, we're just kind of weekend warriors, I think, going out to have some fun and capture our runs. Uh, by hour, I'm speaking for the people I've never met who I suppose are out here doing this. Uh, so outside of that, too, there's also a, a presumption if you've if any of you are runners, uh, you might have gotten into you know, running message boards like letsrun.com, uh, they tend to be vicious purists where if anybody does anything to try to make a profit on running other than by winning races, they view that person as a hack and a hobby jogger, which is a, apparently a, a pejorative uh, that uh, couldn't make it as a, a elite competitive runner. So they went out and did this. So I could see maybe that label getting attached to people who film these videos in the future and then beyond that i think there might be a misconception that um you know whoever does these is great at video editing and photography and stuff like that and uh as you have gathered today i'm very much a rookie in that more so than um in running itself so uh, I'm figuring it out as I go, and uh, I, I don't have this litany of knowledge when it comes to filming and video and action video and drones and things of that nature. So, um, you know, it, it's a very amateur type of thing. And, you know, th there are services out there, I think, who have professionals who go, go out and uh, record these videos for gyms and places like that. But, um, you know, I'm definitely not on their level. You know what? You're doing great things. I love your videos. They're very relaxing. Well, thank and you. Yeah, it's we're all learning. I, I'm not an <laughs> expert at this either. I have to teach everything myself. I have to teach myself 
and it's still a learning process and that's what makes it very enjoyable and i ah, forget what other people think do you do what you need to do to make yourself happy if you want to yeah. make money out of it go for it if you want to edit a certain style do it like people people always criticize this is not a motivational speech what am i doing you know what you're doing <laughs> yep. i don't have to tell you anything you're, you're you're the expert in this uh so what so if you were to teach me what has virtual running videos taught you in life Ironically, I think it's really taught me that, you know, we, we do all we can to try to live on autopilot. So, you know, the part of the reason I got into this was creating a shortcut to put myself on autopilot uh, while I was running and working out on the treadmill. But as you alluded to, if there's a bigger life lesson here, it's that, you know, maybe, maybe that's the wrong way. Maybe we shouldn't be living our life on autopilot. There's a lot to be captured in the present and like I shared earlier with that moment in the run where I was like, I'm always going to remember this or your moment out in a, a walk in, in Paris listening to a song that you connect. You know, there, there's a certain value to be found in being present as well. So I think the quest for operating on autopilot has really taught me the value of being in the moment, too, especially if it's suffering. Uh, because, you know, if you, I, I could get injured tomorrow and never be able to run again, and I will, will end up wishing I could go back to that time where I was um, slogging along out of breath on the treadmill, bored out of my mind, just wanting, wanting to be done, and I'll want that back. And I, I think there's value to be found in just really internalizing that, that presence of mind and being in the moment. Well, hopefully that this, my podcast is in the moment. If it wasn't on autopilot, it would make the conversations very bad. Not because of my <laughs> guests, just because of me being on autopilot. Just, so what is your hobby? Just, well, you're just not living ben through. Stein. You're not like Bueller. 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 <laughs> <laughs> just keep asking and nobody's answering. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like in life, my mind goes on autopilot, but that's why I enjoy talking to people and it keeps me active. Like, okay. Yeah. I got to be on my feet, especially for these types of interviews. I have to, I'm learning too. So I'm very curious and it, it, it was, it's not worth it to go on autopilot with these kind of conversations. I can learn so much. So this is why I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely appreciate you having me on. So far, the conversation has been amazing. And speaking about me learning from you again, do you have any word of advice for anyone else who might be interested in picking up this hobby? I'd say, you know, really just kind of learn to love it and there really, I'd say, look for places that you think are entertaining to you to go run. Don't worry about like if you're going to share it with the world, trying to find places you think other people would love to watch. Because my greatest videos have come from like going on trips where maybe there was a path I used to run on when I trained when I was younger. And I'm getting the chance now to go back and film that. And yeah, the path might be boring to the average person, but it has so much nostalgic value for me. So there is an element of that for any of you out there who want to try this, where it's all about you and it's all about producing the content that's going to entertain you. And if somebody else out there enjoys it, great. And if somebody out there out there hates it, I think that you're doing something right because inevitably <laughs> creating something great, anything that's awesome. Uh, so I, I could go on an entire rant about that. But um, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, just just go out and do what makes you happy and run in the places that make you happy and film it for eternity. So what you're saying is that people should be giving me thumbs down for this podcast. And that's when I know I'm doing something right. All right, guys. Yeah. So if you're listening, you know, just... what I'm saying is don't get down <laughs> if they do. 
just like, yeah, that's right. I got him. <laughs> you know what? My mind would go like, okay, they give me a thumbs down. I want to interview you. I want to learn about your hobby. Yeah, Get them on the podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. My hobby is being an internet troll. <laughs> There you go. That's a good idea. <laughs> and I'm going to ask a question. How'd you get introduced to being a troll? <laughs> well, you see, my parents taught me that. <laughs> I found this podcast called Time for Your Hobby. It just really grinds my gears. <laughs> uh, so I mentioned this before at the beginning, but I'll mention it again. Do you have any social media links or website that you would like to share? Oh, the YouTube channel is Love the Treadmill. And if you have any suggestions for places you'd like me to, to go film on a run, especially if they're in and around the Denver, Colorado, or Front Range area, you can also email me at lovethetreadmill at gmail.com. Perfect. I will put that in the description below so people can click it, go check it out, and even go for a run while watching it. Well, on the treadmill. Don't do it when you're in the middle of the urban street. That might be a little dangerous. We talked about this, guys. Be safe. Well, you could probably watch your phone. It'd be like a Pokemon Go or something. So You know what? You're right. People have done that. I completely yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> And uh, just before finishing up, you might have listened to a few of my episodes. I always ask this. Do you have any questions for me about virtual run videos? Where do you think I should film running? Or, or better yet, you're in Ottawa. What do you think would be a great thing to film up there? I know, I know they have like the frozen lake. So maybe I could go up and do like a, a virtual ice skating video or the frozen river through downtown. Do you think that would be cool or what would you suggest? <laughs> well, I, the, Ottawa has a park within every one kilometer and okay. there's bike paths. There's, I, I can't remember what's the exact, exact amount, but there's hundreds and hundreds of kilometers of bike path, which is great video content. And also you can run by the water and you can go onto the Ontario side into the Quebec side in one run, which will be great content. I kind of actually did something like that back, not in Ottawa, but it was in uh, Newfoundland, St. John's. I went with my wife and we were traveling and I didn't do a running video, but I had this clip from my phone that I just hooked it up to my backpack and I put it in hyperlapse. So the video was recording in hyperlapse, but it had this feature where every time it saw a face, it would slow down. So it started off. Yeah, so it's, we started off in the woods and we just, it was like a good 30 minute walk, but in hyperlapse is a lot shorter. And we started off in the woods and then when we came out of the woods, we were by a cliff on, on the ocean. Awesome. So like it was a high cliff and we just saw that. But like in Ottawa, definitely uh, if you can skate on the Rideau Canal <laughs> with the GoPro, that'd be something to try out. Uh, yeah. I'd have to be good at ice skating first, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same <laughs> You're here. I'm good. injuring yourself. Yeah, that, that's where it's guaranteed to happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at going, but I'm not good at stopping. That's about yeah. it. <laughs> Ironically, you know, my wife's from Canada. So she's from Nova Scotia, and she's always trying to get me on ice skates. And I grew up in the south where um, we see ice once every five years. So, um, <laughs> uh, maybe one day my skills will be on point enough to stay up longer than 10 seconds. That's, a, that's twice as long as what I would stand up. That's, that's oh, impressive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Griffin, for coming on and getting me interested in <laughs> virtual run videos. I feel like I should just even at night, it's nighttime here. I just feel like I should just put my camera and just start running. I don't have the gimbal or anything like that, but just start running. Maybe I'll just do it in my living room, just run in circles just to have that. Well, if you've got an iPhone, an iPhone has Im- image stabilization on the 8. So yeah, you could conceivably carry an iPhone without a gimbal and get the same effect. 
for some reason, I don't know why, but I feel like I would extend my arm out to just try to get the most balance possible. <laughs> and I look like a fool running, but you know what? I already look like a fool, so there's no need to be embarrassed. Well, as long as it's facing forward, nobody can see you. So as far as right. I can tell, you're just a graceful, smooth runner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just running. Uh, so yeah, thank you. Thank you so much again, Griffin. Oh, thank you for having me, Alex. It's been great. So once again, guys, if you want to learn more about him, go check him out. I'll put all the information in the description below. And if you would like, <clears throat> sorry, and if you'd like to be on this podcast or send, or have any questions at all, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you think this podcast episode is going to be helpful for anybody who might be going through a hard time and needs to go for a run and even film it so they can save it for later and say, you know what, this was a good run. This brought me joy and I want to go on that run again. By all means, share this podcast, start running. And uh, yeah, so until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care. <laughs>